Ladies and gentlemen, this is FM 91. W-E-G-L, Auburn. Good morning, Auburn. Hello, and hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna through the information superhighway at weglfm.com or tuning in after the fact by listening to us on transistor.fm, listening to our podcast, or watching us on Eagle Eye TV. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, of course, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios in the Harold Belton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a lovely 77 degrees outside this fine Wednesday morning. Welcome to Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere buenos dias, guten morgen, bon matinee, or a good old-fashioned American good morning as we get on with this show. Davis, how are you feeling today on this uh, on this heyday, I might add? How was how that making you feel about today? I will admit I feel a little tired, but you know, other than that, I'm feeling good. only have one class today. Maybe go see about getting a name tag for heyday, participate in it. But yeah, nothing else really happened today for me. What about you? I think we can overcome just a little bit tired. I'm right there with you, and I think I think we can power through. Uh, I'm excited about today, excited about Hay Day, uh, one of the best Auburn traditions. So go out there, and if you're able, come out and celebrate it with us. Uh, right after this show's over, I'm heading on over to the campus green space to take part in the festivities until 2 p.m., and the rest of WEGL will be out there playing some music, having some fun. I think I saw a bouncy castle getting inflated Uh-oh. when I walked by this morning, so plenty of excitement to check out over on the campus green as a heyday gets well underway. I think it officially kicks off at 10 a.m., but uh, go ahead and get your name tags now. I'm wearing mine, slightly out of frame, but uh, rest assured I am wearing one. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask us a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL. You can also send us a tweet at CDISCAU, that's C-D-I-S-C-A-U, and our dedicated team of call screeners will handle your inquiry, and uh, we'll take care of it. So thank you to everyone who has uh, interacted with the show this week. We really like to see that uh, coming across the Twitter feed, so go ahead and give us a follow. And... uh, Tweet at us if you have any concerns or questions or comments, or if you want us to talk about something, if you want us to inform us of something, all of that is welcome over on the Twitter page. That is, of course, at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. Look for the same orange and blue Compact Discourse logo that you're uh, listening to today. All right, we can jump right into things. Um, there's plenty to talk about uh, about Weagle this week, um, not only 
going on in the music and entertainment world, but also in the sports world. It's a big week for Weagle, mid-October week. Plenty of things exciting happening, including a exciting lineup of shows in the evening. We've got one more hour with Aaron starting at 5. We've got Happy Days with Jay starting at 6. You've got the Woodstock Hour with DJ P starting at 7. And you've got G- Cheetah Print with DJ CD starting at 8. So four full hours of DJ curated, senior DJ curated music coming up this afternoon from 5 to 9 p.m. That is a Weagle Wednesday, of course, so you aren't going to want to miss that. Uh, plenty of other stuff to get to as well, including the sports weekend we have coming up here at WEGL. We have three sports broadcasts at WEGL this week, which is pretty exciting stuff, including uh, an exhibition game with Tuskegee is coming up this uh, Friday evening. Auburn baseball will be taking on Tuskegee in their fall scrimmage, so look out for that one. You can head over to Plantman Park if you would like to see that one. You can also uh, listen right here on WEGL 91.1 FM for uh, play-by-play and color of that game. There's also going to be Auburn Volleyball against Missouri that is coming up on Saturday in the afternoon. I believe 4.30 is when uh, that one tips off. And then there's also going to be, what is there? Oh, yes, there's soccer on Sunday against the Gators of Florida. That one is going to kick off at 12 o'clock noon. So all three of those broadcasts, Auburn Baseball versus Tuskegee, Auburn Volleyball versus Missouri, and Auburn Soccer versus Florida are all going to be right here. How you're listening to this, WEGL 91.1 FM on both the website, live stream, and the terrestrial radio, if that's how you are listening to us today. So be sure to check those out. The sports department does a great job putting these broadcasts together. I think this is the first time in over two years we've had three broadcasts in one weekend. So it will be quite the spectacle to behold. And we've also got Auburn hockey coming up in the next week. I think the home opener is uh, the bye week for Auburn football, which is the weekend of the uh, 22nd and 23rd of October. So be on the lookout for that. Auburn hockey is coming soon. We've also got a great show about hockey. Uh, That is Kicking Ice that records at 3 p.m. every uh, Tuesday here on WEGL, hosted by the great Daniel Locke, who you may remember from some previous episodes of Compact Discourse. We've also got Eamon Smith, who is probably the guy who knows the most about hockey out of anyone in the state of Alabama, if you can believe that. So Eamon and Daniel... Uh, we like to call them the Locksmith. Yeah. If you uh, combine their last names, um, they do a great job over at Kicking Ice. I think they just recorded their third episode yesterday, and yesterday was the t- start of the NHL season as well. So, um, with Auburn hockey and NHL both about to ready to drop the puck, I think that was a spectacular episode from those guys. Uh, both both new to Weagle, so uh, welcoming them to the Weagle family of shows where every where every game lives, as we like to say including ice hockey uh, on the plains. So check that one out, Kicking Ice. It's one of the uh, the best Weagle shows, even if it's only had three episodes so far. We really enjoy it uh, over here at Compact Discourse. So um, let's jump right into things. I think we'll just preview what we're going to talk about on the show today. Plenty of sports to talk about and plenty of uh, other things that aren't sports to talk about. Uh, we've got the NHL kicking off last night, of course, with a doubleheader. NHL back on ESPN for the first time in 16 years, so exciting 
to uh, be able to bring that into a whole new bunch of people's lives who uh, don't normally watch hockey. A lot of people get ESPN, so exciting to have that audience get expanded just a little bit. Uh, we also had playoff baseball as uh, two more teams were able to punch their ticket to the championship series. Uh, all that's left is uh, a showdown out west to game five. We'll get to that later in the show. Um, NBA preseason continues to roll on. We've got some NBA headlines to discuss. Obviously, we have to uh, keep on moving with the uh, John Gruden situation as that continues to develop, and then uh, plenty of other things to get to as well. As pretty much as uh, the as October rolls on, every major professional sport has something going on, whether that be just off-season chatter or intense playoff matchups. And uh, we've also got uh, some Auburn sports to talk about as well as we get ready to, uh, as uh, just a few days away now, I think, well, what's that, one, two, three, four, four weeks away from Auburn basketball tipping off. Uh, I got to uh, visit with Coach Pearl and the team last night, so it was a lot of fun. It got me very excited for the season, so I'd love to talk about that a little bit, especially um, maybe even Alan Flanagan's injury and how that's going to affect the team as he is set to come back in mid-December. Um, maybe we can, we can even look at the schedule and see what the best games coming up in Auburn basketball are going to be. And we've got Auburn football making the trip over to Fayetteville, Arkansas. They are going to kick off at 11 a.m. Saturday the 16th, uh, trying to knock off the ranked Razorback team coming off its tough loss against Ole Miss last weekend. Auburn coming off a loss as well, so both teams hungry for the fight, Auburn looking to play spoiler in this one and serve up the Hogs two straight losses in SEC play. So that is what we got to get to later on in the show. Davis, are you excited about a, a Wednesday, a hump day? Has this been a, a good week for you, bad week? So far it's been pretty good. Going to have a relaxing day hopefully today, only the one class like I mentioned. Think about maybe going to academy, maybe perusing around, mm. seeing what a I can new, find. New, new outfit for Saturday? Maybe some cleats. I do need to get a new shirt for Saturday, so I might also go to the Atelier. I'm glad you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. It might be cold on Saturday up in uh, up in Arkansas. I could be wearing this this jacket right here. Also, I have another jacket I might pull out. Another Auburn one. Could be. Never before seen Davis wardrobe. Uh, part. I don't know. Just it's part of the wardrobe, but you've never seen it before. Okay, you're gonna be excited, but it is too small for me, so I have to donate it to you at some point. Okay, well, it might be too big for me. <laughs> we need a we need a we need a friend right in between. We us. do need a friend that's like our average size <laughs> that we can share our clothes with. All right, we're going to head to a quick break, and when we come back, plenty to get to here on Compact Discourse. We might just jump right into playoff baseball because I cannot wait to talk about it any longer. My Atlanta Braves are on their way to their second straight National League Championship Series. And they don't know who they're playing yet as Game 5 up in Oracle Park is going to take place later on this week between the Los Angeles Dodgers and Los Gigantes of San Francisco. Exciting stuff coming up on Compact Discourse. You don't want to miss it. WEGL 91.1 FM. 91.1 WEGL FM, Auburn University.
Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis Carroll on this wonderful heyday here on the Plains. Happy heyday to everybody listening out here on the campus of Auburn University. And if you're not on the campus of Auburn University, rest well assured that the tradition is alive and well. Heyday is in full swing and name tags abound as everyone's getting ready to greet each other as part of the Auburn family today including uh, big festivities out on the campus green space from 10 to 2 p.m. So go ahead, and if you're not busy, come over and join us over on the green space, 10 to 2, WEGL will be out there, as well as plenty of free food and probably T-shirts and dancing and drinks and all, all, of, all of the fun stuff that comes along with a heyday on a beautiful day like today, 65 degrees and sunny is what my weather report is saying right now. And uh, after a beautiful walk into campus today, so can confirm it is a lovely day to be having a heyday. All right, well, let's jump right in to some playoff baseball as uh, it is mid-October, which means uh, it's nearly time for the championship series. And uh, who will be present in the championship series? Well, we already know that the Boston Red Sox came away with a big win, actually three big wins over the Tampa Bay Rays in their divisional series after Tampa Bay handedly won game one down in Tropicana Field. Boston was able to steal game two away by going yard on pretty much every Tampa Bay pitcher they had available. Series shifted back to Fenway where the Boston Red Sox win game three in extra innings off of an unlucky bounce off the bat and then the wall and then the outfielder's shoulder into the bullpen, an unlucky bounce to say the least for Kevin Kiermeyer and the Tampa Bay Rays, as well as Yandy Diaz, who was sitting on first base. And then in game four, you had high drama as uh, the Boston Red Sox quickly tr- chased away the Tampa Bay Rays starting pitcher, only to have that lead evaporate and a tie game into the bottom of the ninth inning, where the Boston Red Sox and Kike Hernandez were victorious after a walk-off sacrifice fly. So first ticket punch there were the Boston Red Sox a few days ago as they're making their way to their um, first championship series since 2018 when they won the World Series and the pennant to boot. So let's see who else will be meeting them. It will be the Houston Astros after defeating the Chicago White Sox 10-1 to pretty anticlimactically yesterday in a Game 4 of this series. This series is actually a World Series matchup, uh, a rematch from 2005, if you can believe that, before the Astros made their move over to the American League. So unfamiliar playoff foes here as the Houston Astros uh, beat the Chicago White Sox by an order of magnitude um, after the White Sox took a one nothing lead in the bottom of the second. It was all Astros for the rest of the day. Rodon gets the loss after two and two-thirds innings of work. And Garcia gets the win uh, with a successful save for the Houston Astros. And that's it. We'll have Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox in the American League Championship Series. A rematch from 2018, I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll look into it. Sounds right to me. All right. Thoughts on, uh, on the White Sox? I know we were... Very excited about their pitching coming into this yeah. series, and they gave up a crooked number in pretty much every inning. 
Yeah, you know, uh, made me look pretty silly, the White Sox. I was talking big about their pitching. I mean, uh, on paper, they have a phenomenal pitching staff, but it just really didn't come together for this playoff series. Rodone got shelled yesterday. Lance Lynn, not much better the other day. Giolito, maybe better than them too, but still not good because obviously they got routed. But, you know, um, I think the Red Sox might have a challenge on their hands with the high-scoring Astros. Is it going to Fenway first, or is it going to whatever the world Astros Field's called? Uh, Minute Maid Park, or uh, as I like to call it, the Juice Box. Mm. Um, Astros won their division with 95 wins, so I think they have a better record. But keep that keep that number in your head, 95. 95. 95. The Red Sox have, the Red Sox have 92 wins. So, yes, it will okay. be heading to Minute Maid for games one and two. All right. Maybe look out, make sure all the trash cans are secure there. Obviously, old joke, but you know, for old. some people, it never gets old. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it kind of got a old pretty for me big a while joke. Ago. So, even big jokes get old. It's not like it was a minor thing. Oh, it definitely was not. But even big jokes get old. I remember you saw the. Never mind. Okay, Davis. Look, I'm just I'm all for letting jokes live their life, but sports fans aren't known for. Letting jokes run their course. Yes, sports fans well. aren't exactly known for their high comedy IQ. <laughs> um, all right, so this will be the uh, Astros's Astros's the Astros fifth straight American League Championship Series. If you can believe that, they won the World Series in 2017. Asterisk. Uh, they lost the American League Championship Series in 2018 to the eventual champion Boston Red Sox. They lost the World Series in 2019 to the Washington Nationals. They lost the championship series to the Tampa Bay Rays last year. And now we shall see what transpires in the American League Championship Series. The Astros' fifth straight in 2021 as they will be taking on the Boston Red Sox. And uh, looking over at the Boston Red Sox, they also have been a very successful playoff team as well. So far in this century, they uh, after a two-year break from the playoff in 2019 and 2020, um, but the previous three years uh, before that, 2016, they were they, in 2017. They were in the American League Divisional Series. They lost those both times. 2018, they won the whole shebang. Of course, defeating the Los Angeles Dodgers in five games. So not as much playoff experience recently for these Boston Red Sox, but. They do have some, and they have a lot more than the Yankees, if you can believe that. So that is what we can expect out of the American League side of the bracket. we got plenty of offense on both sides and not amazing pitching, if I'm being honest with you. We've got the Houston Astros team that can score a lot of points, but you know they don't really have their, uh, their Garrett Coles anymore, if that makes sense. Or their Verlander, who is out still. Mm-hmm. So they're they're kind of working with spare parts. I mean Garcia, he's great, but he's no uh you know. Do they still have um oh my goodness, what's his name? Uh looking it up, looking at the desk chart. Lance McCullers Jr. The one that you don't like that's weird. Frambler Valdez. Not Frambler Valdez. Luis Garcia, Jose Arquidi, and Jake Ordorizzi. Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke. I don't think so. I think they do. Why isn't he on the depth chart? 
Maybe he's hurt, but he's on the team. I'm going to go to baseballreference.com, the best website ever. Good take. Yeah, he's on the Astros currently. He had a 3-4-1 ERA this year. Oh, no, that's overall. Oops. Goofy. Crazy. <laughs> um, Let's see. He. Any news? Any news? I really can't. It's, it's not a. It's very, he's very elusive. He is. I'm on Wikipedia and it's giving me the His run 2021 around. 2021 ERA. Got it right here. 1.2 wins over repl- replacement. 11 and 6 record. 4 1 6 ERA. He played 30 games. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, 117 whip. So, okay. Grinky, Grinky's alive and well, but I'm wondering what the heck happened to him because he's not on their uh, depth chart right now. Hmm. Zach Grinky. He said he made his debut le- last night out of the bullpen. Hmm. wonder why he isn't starting. I don't know. Maybe he's getting old. They just don't want to start him anymore. But, I mean, Grinky's still good. Obviously, you don't – age isn't really eh, – actually, I'm going to walk that take back. I'm not even going to finish it. I think Grinky's good. I'm not sure if he'll get the start on the bump. Anytime soon, if they're oh, okay. delegating him to bullpen, he had a neck injury, which is what put him on the IL. Okay, so he's working out the bullpen. He's having right now. a quote bout with neck soreness. A bout? Yeah, <laughs> he's really fighting it. Wow, that's a he's going through it. That's a fun way to say he's having an injury. Yeah, he's, he's 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 having a bout with a neck injury. I wonder who's that? winning that one. <laughs> it's quite the showdown. Wonder if they're gonna go five games. <laughs> So but that yeah, I do agree with your take on the pitching staff overall, though. And then uh, taking a look over at the Boston Red Sox roster, it's it's hard to find some standout pitchers over there as well. They have Chris Sale, who's obviously the big one, right? And then other than that, I could not name you another one of theirs. And I'm sure Daniel and Bay are, wouldn't be happy with me if they heard me say that. And you're starting five. You got Chris Sale. You got Nathan Eovaldi. Oh yeah, he started yeah. the um, the uh, the wild card game, so obviously they trust him. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Nick Pavetta, and Tanner Hulk is uh, rounding out your starting five for the Boston Red Sox. So this won't be exactly a, you know a Cy Young showdown, but I think it will be entertaining for the masses as expect a lot of home runs to be hit in this one. Hey, who doesn't like that? After, at the end of the day, home runs are fun. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun series. These are two teams that like don't like each other. Um, two very vindictive fan bases, I think. So uh, th- it'll be a rematch of a previous ALCS, and I think it's um, about all you can ask for in a exciting seven-game playoff series. Hope it goes seven. There's nothing more exciting than a game seven. So um, very excited to see the American League side of the bracket. Get into it here coming up. Um, waiting on times for that one. Because okay. Oh, wait, say your thing. Oh no, I'm just saying we're. I don't think we're sure when that that name, game's going to be yet. Okay, so here's the thing: which which team's city would you rather be caught in, boss? After a World Series win, your team won. Let's say the Braves won, even, and you're either caught in Philadelphia or Boston. Okay, well night. hold on, yeah. I thought you were framing this as Houston versus Boston. I, I could have, but I yeah, figured I'd I think, choose the yeah. most two ravenous fan bases. Boston first. and Philly are two, yeah, definite. Those are the those are the num- number one. And two. late at night outside the stadium, which one would you rather be outside of? 
Man, I got to go with Boston. Like, I saw after the Eagles won that Super Bowl. I, Boston's become desensitized to winning. But, like, if the Phillies won... It no, be... at, you, the, Bra- the Braves are playing, even though that wouldn't happen, of course. Okay. And you're at the game, and the Braves just won it all, let's mm-hmm. just say. And you walk out the stadium. That's what I'm saying, yeah, is that, I don't know, I just, the Phillies, or the, the Philadelphia... The, Boston, they think they'll come back, you know. Okay, I get what you mean. I get yeah, what you mean. so that's that's what I mean. Actually, we do have a time for Red Sox-Astros. Game one will be October 15th, 7 p.m. first pitch on Fox. So look forward to that one. And on the other side of a break, we're going to talk about the National League side of the bracket, including Atlanta punching their ticket to the um, National League Championship Series and San Francisco and Los Angeles continuing their Old West showdown to see who will be the uh, – the 100-plus win team to make it to a championship series this year. As uh, they are separated by one game in the standings pretty much all year long, and they're separated by just one game here in the playoffs, as it's all going to come down to a game at Oracle Park later on this week. So look forward to that. Two minutes, we'll be back. Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll here in the booth with you today. It is the bottom of the hour, which means it's time for your Auburn, Alabama weather report for this beautiful October morning. It is uh, 66 degrees and sunny here on the plains. 83 degrees is your high, 61 degrees is your low. Very minimal chance of rain as we look ahead to the rest of the day. We got a 72-degree morning coming up and an 81-degree afternoon, so just about the same as yesterday. Uh, We got some clouds rolling in this evening. We'll bring a 6% chance of rain along with them. It's going to cool way off to about 64 degrees tonight, so look forward to that. Enjoy a nice autumn night here on the plains and uh, try to stay dry as well as it doesn't look like it will rain but, you know, there's always a chance. Um, monitoring the weather across the country, there is going to be isolated T-storms in the Dallas area as well as the Fargo, North Dakota area. They seem to be making their way from west to east across the country. So plenty of rain to be looking at in the future, hoping it dissipates before it makes its way over here to the Piedmont region. All right, 96% humidity today. UV index is just a 1, so you can lay off the sunscreen. Winds are going to be light and variable. And a 10-mile visibility if you make your way on top of the Haley Center to check out the uh, the surrounding counties. All right, let's jump right back into the sports. That was, of course, your uh, War Eagle weather update. War Eagle weather. All right, we've got sports to talk about, and those sports just so happen to be playoff baseball as it was the Atlanta Braves Freddie Freeman was the hero yesterday as he hits the go-ahead home run in the eighth inning to put the Atlanta Braves on top of the Milwaukee Brewers Um, the so-called best closer in baseball does indeed give up a tank to the former MVP of the National League a uh, 
you know, a real golf swing from Freddie to put it over the left field wall. And that made all the difference as the Braves come away with a game four victory. They get three straight victories after dropping the first game to Milwaukee in uh, American Family Life Park. I don't know. Miller Park is what I like to call it still. So that is what uh, transpired yesterday in the battery in uh, the A, as we like to call it. So Milwaukee Brewers uh, season is over. Sadly, if you're a Milwaukee Brewers fan or sympathizer and the Atlanta Braves will reach their second straight National League Championship Series. I believe it is the fifth straight year the Braves have gone to the playoffs. Um, opening baseball reference again. Baseball reference is good to find out anything. Baseball reference is kind of the best sports Literally website. anything. And there's... Uh, it, it's host. Uh, there's there's uh, one for every sport as well for you football. I do like basketball, basketball reference, so I'm a fan of it. So, if I look at the Braves, what's the word? We can see. Yes, they've been to four straight playoff series. Boom. Uh, or four four straight playoffs. Uh, starting in 2018, they lost in the National League Divisional Series to the Los Angeles Dodgers, three to one. Um. Oh, yes, of course, they lost the National League Divisional Series in 2019 to the St. Louis Cardinals after a disappointing Game 5 in Atlanta. They lost the National League Championship Series uh, last year to the Los Angeles Dodgers after blowing a 3-1 lead. And we shall see this year, as they have won their League Divisional Series for now, but, uh, you know, things can always go awry once you hit that seven-game series. 14 straight playoff appearances had the Braves back in the day, if you can believe that. Back in the 90s, when was that? Uh, that was, I believe, it was from, or it got, that there was 94 where they had to take a break because of the strike. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was from 1991 to 2005. They made it to 14 straight playoffs, and they only won one World Series in that stretch, if you can believe that. It's embarrassing. It's uh, a lot of wasted talent on those teams. You know, speaking of uh, strikes, I did ask Kilman something one time. He never did answer, but I'd like to get your take on it real quick. Okay. I asked him, do you think the CBA could affect the MLB playoffs? Hillman never did respond to that, so I guess that's a no from him. But the uh, agreement, the player agreement, I saw something about it. I guess I don't have enough to really ask the question. No, no, I mean, I, I mean, but I see what you're saying is that is the current MLB playoff format conducive to what the players want? Yeah. Do you have it? Can you weigh in on that? And maybe it'll inform my opinion. Do you? What? What is lacking? It, it. There has to be a balance in the playoffs between keeping things interesting for the fans and because the TV people want money. Yeah. Um. Also, you have to keep the players happy too. Uh, and I think. The big thing, I think, I think Fox would love to take a week off between the regular season and the playoffs starting, but the players do not want that at all. The players, managers, coaches, GMs, they don't want that because they know how important momentum is in baseball. And uh, the fact that the regular season ends and then two, uh, basically two days later, we're playing playoff baseball. I think that's what that's what makes uh, baseball one of the more intriguing sports because you know. You uh you punch your ticket in football as early as you know before New Year's. I mean you're not you're not playing a playoff series until two weeks later. So or a playoff game, and then the same can be said for for basketball and hockey. Um, considering how long those playoff those 
those playoffs take two months to get over with. But the baseball playoffs are so tightly wound up and compact into the just just the month of October that it uh it 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 makes there's a lot of push and pull between what the players want and what the the networks and fans want. So how do you feel that the current format is catering to both of those? Uh, both of those parties. So the big thing that the players seem to want, based I just pulled up an article about it. Well, it just disappeared. But you know, it's it's been rumored since around August when they were kind of having the debates. Uh, I don't know if that sound right. The the negotiations is that the players are talking about wanting to have a fourteen team playoff, mm-hmm. so that teams like the Dodgers don't get delegated to a, a wild card game and potentially get knocked out for having the winningest season ever or ever most winningest most winning winningest that sounds right that's the big thing uh but I would say I but I feel like for Fox whoever's broadcasting it uh expanded playoff would probably help them too that'd be advantageous for both of them mm-hmm. that'd be more games for them broadcast obviously more money to make but if that does lead to uh, worse games, quote unquote, because like the drop off from the Dodgers, Giants, and Cardinals to the Padres, hate to say that since I'm a Padres fan, but and the Padres are good, they can win any game. But like the drop off from the top few teams down is kind of big in a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. conference conferences. But with as long as and long as with as long and arduous as the MLB season is, you do see some teams, you know, completely giving up by the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. So I think what expanding the playoffs does is that it keeps clubs more competitive for longer because yeah. there's more opportunities to be grabbed. And I think that makes the trade deadline more interesting because sometimes you just see teams have a fire sale because they completely give up on the season. Like the Cubs did this year. Right, and it maybe maybe if there were four more spots to, to gobble up in the National League, uh, an extreme example, of course, but the Cubs might have been a little more inclined to hold on to their players. And th- that that's a thing to consider the players, too, because the trade deadline is what, what affects the players the most in the sport, and how many teams make the playoffs has a direct impact on the trade deadline. Back in the day, there were four playoff teams, and then it's slowly been the ratchet only turns one way. You never take teams out of the playoffs, you know. So, uh, but I mean, back in the day, can you imagine what the trade deadlines with, with the modern media cycle we have now and the communication lines we have now? What the fire sales would look like if we still had the same four-team playoff format we were rolling with for so I think until 1994. Do you think? That with a 14, I do think that's a good point about the trade deadline, which I would love to see. Baseball has some of the craziest trades of any of the sports leagues. NBA is another one of those. NFL, I'm disappointed in their trading, to be honest. But with a 14-team playoff or whatever they decide to do, because I think this playoff probably does need a playoff format, does need a little tweaking at this moment. What 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 are the cons exactly of the fourteen team? Because it doesn't, from how we're saying it, it, sounds pretty good to me. But I'm sure there's issues there somewhere. Well, I think it's harder. To, I think the fourteen teams would facilitate an extra round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then you'd, you'd be playing into the second week of November, probably at that point. Hey, it's more baseball though. More it money is more for baseball. The um, 
I do I do think the other leagues, namely the uh the shield, as it were, really enjoys their uh that that baseball kinda walks off the stage right when their season begins to get intriguing. Mm, that's fair. I maybe another thing, I'm not sure how true this would be, but maybe teams that aren't as likely to win the World Series just don't really like yeah, obviously they they would be more competitive if they have a chance to make it, but like if you're the fourteenth fourteenth seed, and you're just kind of there, like maybe you don't want to fight all the way to the World Series when you could be go ahead and start training for the next season. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it's interesting that baseball of the four major leagues has the fewest playoff per, uh, participation by percentage. You have ten of the thirty clubs going to the playoffs, and four of those clubs have the potential to play in just one game with the all with the wild with the wild, way the wild card game works which with a game like baseball with as much variability as it has it's 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 intriguing that it's one of the I mean can you imagine if you know the the one in eight or I don't know who would do it in NBA but if they just played one game to determine who gets to go to the playoffs that's what they did basically in the play-in tournament mm-hmm. for 2020 which I think they are planning on doing it again but a lot of the team or a lot of the players were not a fan of that because your whole season just gets relegated to one game and obviously baseball and basketball are some of the games where anybody can eat, beat anybody on any day even mm-hmm. if one team's better than the other and that's one of the reasons why a one game one game or a uh, winner takes all game isn't the best for either of those sports like football yeah. that's different because the better teams usually the better team. You gear up for one game. Yeah, it's impossible to play a three game series in football. Logist- but for like yeah. basketball or baseball, really, it's just like it could go either way, and the better team may take two games to really get going, mm-hmm. and then they'll sweep them the rest of the way, like the Bucks did in the uh, the finals this year. Yeah, I mean, I I can think of a number of times that you know the eight seed knocks off the one seed in game one, and then just gets four would the rest of the series. Yeah, and if that had been a one game series, who knows how different things could be. We've got plenty to talk about here on Combat Discourse. We're talking about playoff formats. If you got any opinion on the playoff formats, go ahead and let us know. 16 of 32 teams make it in the NBA and NHL. 14 of 32 in the NFL. 10 of 30 in the MLB. Something's got to change. We'll be back in just a little bit. I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted. I want him strung up by his web. I want... Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. Welcoming you into the show, I spy Chief Engineer Luke Walker hanging out outside the studio. Looks like he's getting ready to set up for Heyday coming up right here, right now. Auburn University 10-13-21 is your Heyday for the year. So get your name tags out and get excited for this Auburn tradition. Luke is going to go set up on the green space where we'll be playing some music, having some fun, some giveaways. Uh, I think I saw a bouncy castle out there earlier. So be sure to go ahead and check that one out. If you're not busy or you're just walking around on campus today, you can hang out with us for just a few minutes or the whole four hours if you feel so inclined. We'd love to have you out there for Heyday, an Auburn tradition unlike any other. I got my name tag on right now. So 
excited to go ahead and hang out out there after the show today. Great way to meet new people. Think about that if you're a freshman. Great way to be in the yearbook as well. Um, uh, the Glom will be out there snapping pictures, as always. Um, I've been in the yearbook, I think, all four years I've been at Auburn so far, just by dint of, you know, making myself seen on heyday. So they, uh, that's, that's a great way to get yourself in the Glom, is make an appearance at heyday. I think that photo of me that got, like, appeared into the yearbook I don't remember taking might have been on heyday. Like, I got sent a photo. I was like, what? What was that taken? I have no memory of it freshman year. Yeah, I think the glom should really just look into getting a facial scan of everybody and using some some high-tech 3D modeling technology to not even have to take any pictures anymore. Just manufacture them. They're going to start, like, like ripping pho- photos off people's phones, and you're going like, to check. It's like, what the? How's that picture from my birthday party on there? It's going to be crazy. But... It'll be authentic. It will be. Very candid. Very candid. (laughs) All right, we're jumping right back into our discussion of playoffs just as a concept. Um, But, you know, we got to talk about the specifics as well. It is, of course, going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants are the only two teams left with an undetermined fate in our MLB playoffs so far. All right, this is coming from Alden Gonzalez over at ESPN. Walker Buehler could feel where the momentum was going. A loss with Max Scherzer on the mound in Game 3 would mean the Dodgers would face elimination in Game 4 of the NLDS without an ideal option to start for them. Buehler needed to take the ball and pitch on short rest for the first time in his career. He volunteered the idea to the Dodgers' principal decision-maker after Julio Urias helped defeat the Giants in Game 2, then checked in with his teammates to, quote, make sure I wasn't being an idiot. They confirmed what Bueller already knew, and this is what needed to be done. It was something we all want to do all the time, Bueller said, but I felt that if things didn't go our way in Game 3, I would really feel weird about not pitching a game that we could lose the series. So Bueller was, of course, exactly what the Dodgers needed on Game 4, recording 13 outs, allowing one run, and departing with a lead just four days after starting Game 1 of the NLDS. The Dodgers went on to win this one 7-2 to force a decisive Game 5 on tomorrow night at Oracle Park and San Francisco, and Buehler added to his legacy as one of the premier big league game, big game pitchers in the big leagues. And that is the story out of the Chavez Ravine from last night. Los Angeles Dodgers win that one 7-2. Joe Kelly gets the win. Dishlafani gets the loss. I think is um, how you're going to pronounce that. Maybe Dishlafani? Dishlafani? I think you're saying it with too much of an accent. Dishlafani? Dishlafani? Yeah, and I have too much of an accent. (laughs) Trey Turner doubles to right center to score Corey Seager in the bottom of the first. Taylor hits a sack fly to get Bellinger over to second. That one scores Lux. Mookie bets homers to right field, 388. Get your tape measure out. Bueller scores on that one, too. That makes it 4 nothing Dodgers. Ruff grounds out to second for the Giants at the top of the fifth. Longoria scores on that one. Sends Listella over to second and Duggar to third, but uh, only one run scores there for the Giants. The uh, Dodgers answer right back in the bottom of the fifth. Betts hits a sack fly to left, and Bellinger scores on that one. And in the eighth inning, Chris Bryant browns out to third, and Crawford scores on that one, makes it 5-2. to two. And then the dagger, Smith homers to center, 396 feet. Corey Seager scores on 
that one. So plenty, uh, your totals for the night. Um, who's your best batter? I guess it was Bryant. He went two of three. Nobody else had more than one hit, though. So a win by committee for the Dodgers last night. They were, yeah. They, I was watching the beginning of that game, and the the uh, the skipper just could not. Like, Corey Seager came up, and he had already had two hits, and they just swapped the pitcher out. They could not get their pitching down. Their pitching was all over the place, and the Dodgers really took advantage of it. They were getting hits like nobody's business oh, last yeah. night. I was looking at the Giants lineup. Plenty of people had two hits oh, yeah. on the Dodgers, including Mookie Betts, two of four, Corey Seager, two of five, Trey Turner, two of five, Will Smith, two of four, Lux, two for two, and Cody Bellinger, two for four. Well, this is interesting. Everyone who got a hit got another hit. I No one had one hit in the game last night. Interesting. Feast or famine for the Los Angeles Dodgers, that appears. It was like the second or third inning. I swear they I, – I, I might have been falling asleep because I was really tired, but I swear they went through their lineup twice. But they might not have, obviously, because each of them only has four or five at-bats. That's right. Maybe maybe that was just two innings melded together in my mind. I think but you were a little too sleepy to be Overall, I do know that they were swapping out pitchers a lot. They had a, quite a few mound visits, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so the, the Dodgers use six pitchers in this one, including uh, Walker Buehler, your starter, Joe Kelly comes in relief, and Bickford is your closer. And then over on the Giants, they – ooh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight – Pitchers. So 14 combined pitchers used in this game. Wow. The Very Dodgers, early. yeah, the Giants, only two of their pitchers worked for more than an inning. So they basically had a new pitcher every inning yes. on the bump. Very interesting. Weird game. Um, but and that, that puts them in a weird position for game five because I don't know how much rest any of these guys are going to have for both teams, you know? What if we have two undecided pitchers like using the half did? your pen? I feel like that's kind of necessary in a in a the Giants elimination with, game right yeah, there. Yeah, I guess so. But we're uh so that might make more sense for the Giants to do that though, just to seal the win. But mm-hmm. at that point, the Dodgers already blown it open, so might as well just take it easy, get ready for your next game, save your pitchers' arms. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a hey, manager. That's why I'm not coaching. All right, game five, tomorrow, October 14th, 8 p.m. Central Time is your first pitch. That is going to be on TBS. Julio Urias for the Dodgers. He's 1-0 already this playoffs. Got the most wins of any pitcher this season. Fun One? fact. Oh, this in the regular season. 20, yes. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, not the playoffs. And uh, he's pitched five innings. He's given up three hits, and he has five strikeouts and one walk so far this playoffs. And Logan Webb will be on the bump for the home team Giants. He has won to know this playoffs. Uh, he has a ERA of zero, which is a, a a big confidence builder. No walks, ten strikeouts, and five hits. Neither of these guys have given up a home run yet. I would uh, like to see that change uh, tomorrow afternoon. So I'd like to see a few homers off Urias. I'd, I'd like this one to just be an absolute derby. I don't. That'd want be fun. A game five. Uh, Pitcher battle is not always what I'd like to see, especially as uh, my my team has to play the winner of this series. So we'll see about all that and more. Uh, that's going to do it for playoff baseball chat. We look forward to discussing this Dodgers-Giants game.
coming up tomorrow, but you know, we might not we're not going to be able to talk about the championship series at all until next Monday. So, keep your eyes peeled, keep your eyes glued on your screen, watch some playoff baseball. You'll have a lot of fun and uh we'll be back to break it down on Monday morning. But the show is not over. Plenty to get to, including NBA news, including some weird Kyrie Irving stuff, as always. JP is going to be joining us later on in the show, so don't go anywhere. This is Compact Discourse. We will be back in about five minutes, as it is, of course, the top of the hour, about 9 a.m. to continue discussing things with you. Go ahead and tweet at us at CDiscAU if you got any thoughts on the MLB playoffs. We'd love to hear from you. That's right. Five minutes. We'll be back. I'm Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis Carroll. Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WETL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, welcoming you into the booth with us for the second half of the show. It is 9.05 a.m., so good morning and welcome in. Thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning with us here at WEGL 91.1 FM. However you're listening to us today, I'd like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, wherever you get your podcast, I choose Spotify just because I like the green. Um, but, you know, anywhere you get your podcast, just search for Compact Discourse. Look for that orange and blue CD logo. It's uh, on the screen right now if you're watching us on YouTube. It is our Twitter profile picture if you follow us at CDiscAU. And it is uh, a pretty cool logo if you do, uh, if I do say so myself. So look for that by searching for Compact Discourse on your podcast player of choice. And you can listen to all of our previous episodes absolutely PSA break free. I edit them myself, so I, I can confirm. They are, I take them out. So you can listen to yesterday's episode where Grayson and I talked about electrical fires, uh, spiders having guns, and uh, how how well a HEPA filter can stand up against human ashes. So What? Pl- plenty, what happened when I left? Plenty of exciting things to discuss. Uh, as always, when Grayson joins the show. Uh, speaking of joining the show, I think we have our beloved DJP, Juan Pablo. What's up, Auburn himself? It is JP will be joining us. DJP uh, will be joining us for the later part of the show if the Tiger Transit uh, cooperates <laughs> with him. Um, He's going to come in fuming. I'll put some money on. That's his excuse. But we'll welcome him onto the show. He's going to tell you what's new on Weagle. I know we have a ton of new local music on the station now, so that's super cool. We've also got a great lineup of shows coming up today. Uh, you can head on over to WEGLFM.com to see our complete schedule. I think the schedule is getting a makeover this Friday as we have an official cutoff for new DJs. If you're listening out there and you'd like to join WEGL as an on-air personality, you have until Friday to do so before we close down shop for the semester. Of course, WEGL will continue to provide great content to you, but no new members after, uh, or no new on-air personalities after October 15th. You can still come join the station, be a guest on Compact Discourse, be a guest on any show you would like, as long as it's okay with the host, of course. Um, that is uh, going to be October 15th is the cutoff for new DJs uh, that have their own shows. But uh, that will bring some good things along with it, including a finalized show schedule. We also might just be playing in the Harold Milton Student Center, if you can believe that. I know you've probably been enjoying the new music playing 
on the loudspeaker system at the student center while you've been waiting in line for your restaurant of choice. You might just be hearing W-E-G-L playing out of the speakers here in just a little bit. So we are excited to announce that, and we are excited to join you for Heyday, a tradition unlike any other. Dating back to since World War II, Auburn has been doing a Heyday every single year. Um, you get your name tag, and you say hey to people. It's as easy as that. It's a great way to be a part of the Auburn family, and it's a great way to uh, get, get closer with the people you go to school with and who work here, and everyone that's on campus on any given Wednesday, like today. And it's a beautiful Wednesday to be going out and enjoying heyday. WEGL is going to be out on the campus green. I saw Chief Engineer Luke, friend of the show, setting up just a minute ago, so can confirm. He's out there setting up the speakers right now. So we will be hanging out um, from 10 to 2 today out on the campus green. And heyday, of course, taking place all around campus. So just take a stroll around campus. I'm sure you will find some festivities, but the main event is going to be on the campus green where I believe I saw a bouncy castle and SGA tents. So that can only mean one thing, and that's probably free food and a free T-shirt if uh, you head on over that way is I what I can assume. Do you still get your free T-shirts when available, or do you think you you, you, you tapped out of that a while? I have a hard time uh, getting free T-shirts. Most free T-shirts are larges. That's fair. That just... And you like your youth large? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're an extra medium. Uh, so the the one the one free sh- the free shirt that was an XL I kept is now like a lampshade in my apartment. Sh- yeah. <laughs> so my lamp wears an extra large, but I do not. Uh, what? Um, we've got. Oh yeah, we've also got the fall festival put on by UPC that's coming up. Oh, here he is. Uh, yeah, the fall festival put on by UPC. That's coming up on Friday. If you'd like to head on over to the campus green, if you're not making the trip over to Arkansas to watch the Auburn Tigers play the Razorbacks, you can head on over to the campus green on Friday. Festivities kick off at 8 p.m. I think they're watching Hocus Pocus on the big screen to get you in the holiday spirit. Um, Alex might be there protesting. <laughs> uh, not a fan of Hocus Pocus sign, is Alex. Yeah. But um, he is a fan of other movies. You can listen to that on his uh, on his podcast through the lens. He's not here, so I'll tell you the name of it. <laughs> but um, so yeah, Hocus Pocus is coming up on Friday on the campus green. So check that out. There's also going to be a pumpkin palooza, a costume contest, and a zip line. All of this and more over on the campus green Friday eight to eleven. Put on by both UPC and Tiger Knights. Go to at Auburn UPC on Instagram if you want more information about that one. We've also got. Auburn Stages is coming up tomorrow, tomorrow evening. We've got Auburn Stages put on by the lovely live events coordinator, Dylan. Do we know who's going to be playing? Is that what you're checking? I'm checking right now. I will say while you're checking, I'm still skeptical about this zip line I've heard about <laughs> at this UPC event. I, I want to know how, how what the angle of it's going to be. I, I mean, I wouldn't believe it myself if I didn't see that picture of Aubie just with the helmet on zooming across the the sky. All right. Now, if you joined us for Weagle, uh, Auburn Stages last time on the 30th, you know, Sonic Nation was an absolute that was a good one. blast yes. to uh, out on the Cater Lawn. Or not Cater Lawn. The uh, the quad, upper quad. Um. There was, I think I counted like 95 people there at the end of the concert. A, yeah, it was a good amount. So great crowd. Um, they got everybody up and dancing. It was like some some of the most fun I've ever had at a, at a live event here on K-92. 
campus, and Auburn Stages is pretty much the best event on campus. So get excited for Pierce M. This is this one's going to be all right, Davis. Do you know where the Wellness Kitchen is? Yes, over by the uh, Coliseum. Yes. So uh, if you can if you can imagine that, I'm I'm quite certain that this one is in that area. It's in that grassy area where between the the Wellness Kitchen and the Coliseum. You know where Paul Feinbaum sets up his show? I is that where when we had game days that where Tim Tebow and them were for yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's where it's where SEC Nation sets up. Okay, so, so I do know where that is. So it's, so not, it's to the right of the wellness mm-hmm. by the parking lot. So yeah, lot. if you're at the crosswalk, walking over from the baseball stadium to the wellness kitchen, just keep on going over towards the Coliseum, and you should be able to find Auburn Stages tomorrow night, tomorrow evening. Um, check that one out. We'll have more information about that one tomorrow as we get closer to the event. We might even have Dylan on the show to get you hyped up about said event as we have Pierce M and uh, we reach the halfway point of Auburn stages for this fall semester. But we have acts booked all the way through the 2nd of December. So continue to follow WEGL on Instagram for updates about that and more. All right, Weagle has an exciting Weagle Wednesday of programming coming up today. We've got one more hour at 5 p.m. where Erin plays one more hour of her favorite songs. We've got Happy Days with Jay, 6 p.m. That's Jalen Russell. She's coming on to play some of her favorite songs to put you in a good mood on a Weagle Wednesday. we got 7 p.m. DJP coming on to turn back the clock with some real deal classic rock, as he likes to say, and the Woodstock Hour, 7 p.m. That one is going to be quite the scene, I hope, unless he's not doing it like he did last week. (laughs) I got schooled. Um, and then, of course, Cheetah Print, 8 p.m. I know for a fact DJ CD is going to be in here spinning some records as Cheetah Print takes the scene, 8 p.m. Get up and get funky with D- with uh, Cheetah Print and DJ CD. That is at 8 p.m. And then at nine, from 9 to 11 after Cheetah Print, we got the rap block. So yeah. plenty of great music coming up on WGL. Just keep that dial right here all day long because you aren't going to want to miss it. All right, I'm going to invite DJ JP, DJP for short, uh, into the booth. And when we come back from a break, we will hear from the illustrious DJ JP about the Woodstock Hour, about Weagle Wednesday, about the new music we got coming up on Weagle, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more compact discourse as we welcome the one and only DJP into the booth with us for a Weagle Wednesday extravaganza. Happy Heyday, Auburn. Go out there, enjoy the fall weather, enjoy Heyday, get your name tag, and Have a lovely day. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more Compact Discourse. Back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Hello, Auburn, or should I say hey, as we are enjoying a lovely heyday here on the campus of Auburn University. 
I am, of course, your host, Jack Hart. As you can tell by my name tag here on my quarter zip. Uh, I'm joined by Davis Carroll and J.P. Williams, better known as DJP, here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, you know, Transistor, Eagle Eye TV, however you're listening to us today. Thank you for spending your Wednesday morning with us here on Compact Discourse. It is, of course, the 13th of October, a lovely mid-October day. We've talked playoff baseball. We've talked all things sports, and we are ready to jump right back into the show with the one and only DJP and Davis Carroll. How are you guys doing today? You making it happen? Yeah, I'm making it happen. <laughs> He's making it happen. I made it here, so. He made it here. Um, Did you have any trouble getting here? Come come heck or high water, DJP will make it to a Weagle Wednesday. No, I mean, there was a good bit of people crossing the street that kind of slowed me down. A fire truck actually uh, was leaving the station as I was passing by it on my way here. So Interesting. Small delays, but I'm happy to know that there's a fire being put out and that people are using the crosswalk, playing it safe on this lovely heyday morning. It might be uh, like a cat getting rescued from a tall tree. I think Weagle should look into having all of us join the fire department. Nope. What? <laughs> Just straight up no? His lung, JP's lungs aren't strong enough to deal with yeah, smoke. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Nog. All right. Come on, uh, man. Heyday? You, you were talking about heyday on your way in. Is, is, it, is it good to be a, good to be here on a heyday? Heyday is honestly one of my favorite days of the year because I was on my way over here, and I was thinking about, like, how heyday can really kind of change the course of someone's semester and not in like the most impactful way, but like someone could just have had like a, a pretty bad fall break. Like maybe they stayed in town or maybe something's not going right for them. And then they're on their way to class. And then some random person, they they have no idea who they are. They could be just in a great mood. They say, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's up? Yada, yada, whatever. And you know, I think that's important because I don't know. I just think it's awesome that we can say what's up to everyone. And it's kind of like the one day that it's normal because I feel like it's not super normal for everyone to just say hey to each other on the concourse, mm-hmm. like ever in any context. But I love heyday. Not to sound like an old man, but the invention of headphones have really cut down on the day-to-day social interactions we have here on campus. 100%. And heyday is a nice break from that, I would say. It's It's... It's one day a year. Just deal with it. Walk with your headphones out. Davis, you going to be a contrarian about it? No. Okay. I like talking to people. If I'm walking with my headphones and someone, like, looks at me and starts saying something, I'll take them out and start. If they go, like, taking them out to talk. I I wouldn't say I'm as talkative a guy as some people in this room. Wow. I'm just (laughs) – that wasn't a dig. You're good at telling stories, JP. You you know. I like but spinning yarn. He's a man of the people. I, I'm not. I'm not seeking out conversation walking down the concourse. But if someone starts to talk to me, I'm going to talk I'm back right to there. him. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, we're excited about Heyday. If you want to join the festivities over at Heyday, I know I saw Chief Engineer Luke Walker setting up for WEGL's big appearance over at Heyday. That's going to be from 10 to 2 p.m. over on the campus green space. Go ahead. If you're in the area, you want to stop stop by for a few minutes or a few hours, you can do so. Just drop on by the green space at 10 a.m., and we will be there spinning some tunes. I also saw a Bouncy Castle getting inflated. SGA is going to be out there. Um, they And they, they got some stuff to throw around, so there'll probably be some cornhole, uh, so a free T-shirt or two, maybe a bottle of water is in it for you. So, yeah, what do you have to lose? Just go say hey to a few people, grab your name tag, and uh, reap the benefits of this wonderful Auburn tradition we are celebrating here today 
on this 13th of October. And you can also get your picture taken, like Jack was saying. I was on my way over here and listening to y'all say that. And it is a great way to get yourself in the glom. If you'd like to be enshrined forever in the, in the hallowed spine of the glomerata, friends of the WGL, of course, um, this is a great way to do it. I have an awesome picture with Britt Bowen in the, uh, in the glom from last heyday. Um, also, my good friend Henry and Herbert, we're all hanging out with, uh, with Mr. Bowen in a pretty cool picture. And you know it's as easy as, you know what? They point and shoot. You tell them your name, and you're in the glom. It's we'll have to get that. a fellow's pick there. We might have to. Might have to post up right after the show today. Yeah, they'll be out there. I was going to head over there, yeah. Luke was saying that they'll be there 10 to 2, so I might throw some music on around 10 and go out there for a quick pick, you know? Boom. I, now be. that I got a new hat, I have to take pictures in Could it. be, yeah. Yeah. Let's do a little hat of the day. What are, you, what are you wearing? How are you wearing, day? JP? Hold on. Let me, let me take these uh, headphones off. Show the quick. folks at home. Uh, if, you're, if you are not privy to this, we are we do have a video live stream. You can uh, go to our YouTube page, WEGL911 on YouTube. Look for the orange and blue eagle logo, a legacy logo of WEGL. That is our YouTube logo for some reason. Um, but I think it's pretty cool, so we'll roll with it. Uh, you can watch our live stream. You can also watch a video on demand. So if you're driving and can't watch that right now, just head on over to the YouTube page and check it out later. Uh, just, you know, come to this segment, and uh, JP will show you his hat. So what you got, JP? Let me get into this hat for a second. So I work up at the AU Club a couple of days a week. I, I'm actually off this week, which is really convenient. But we get new... Uh, new merchandise, whatever, probably every month. And whenever we do, we have to wait 30 days before we're allowed an employee discount. So whenever these hats got delivered over a month ago, I saw it like the moment they got delivered. And it's it's kind of like a flatter bill, wider brim. It's a rope hat. I've never had a rope hat before. Let me actually put it on camera instead of holding it down here. Oh, yeah, that's in frame. Yeah, it's, it's just a cool hat. I saw it, and I've never owned a hat like this, and I wanted it from the moment I saw it go in there. I put it on my head like when it still had all the stuff in it, so it, it looked cool, but it wasn't my hat yet. And I walked in there yesterday after leaving the dentist's office, got my hat, and I'm pretty satisfied because I had been counting down the days because I didn't want them to sell out of these hats, and they still have some more. They got plenty of other hats of AU Club. Feel free to go up there and check out their hat selection, or yeah. you can text me. I think I have a picture of all their hats because I sent them to Hillman. Hillman. I'd sent it to Hillman. He's like, dude, I'm about to blow my whole paycheck on all these hats. I think but, it's got the the swinging obby logo on the back. Yeah, it's got a swinging obby on the back. I see that thing? It's pretty nice. Yeah. Davis was wearing Ooh. it yesterday. When yeah, I, I know uh, some friends of mine on the Auburn golf one. team. I have spotted some of them wearing that hat as well on a game day. So a new hot commodity. I think it's manufactured by Pucka, which yeah. uh, makes a lot of golf hats. My country club hats that I've, I've worked in have come from there. Very high-quality hats. And you know what? A rope hat, I can get behind that. Yeah, I've never had one. of the, It reminds me a lot of your uh, Sendero hat. Mm-hmm. But does the Sendero have a rope on it? Yeah, a few of mine do. Okay. Oh, uh, you have multiple Sendero I have, hats. I have rope and, and ropeless. Okay. Word. Yeah, I think Eshelman has one just like this. Yeah, E-Man's got one. The E-Man. Jack's a hat connoisseur. Very much everything so. there is to know. All right, and that was hat of the day. Um, I, I'm wearing a just a the game hat. It's it's one of my favorites. It's uh it's got the power stripe on the side. When you when it, when you when I turn over to look at the computer, you can probably see it. The power stripe. That's power a great way to describe that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's like an Auburn football helmet. It's pretty cool. Um, I won't I won't get into the gory details to to bore everybody here, but. Um, we are excited about a Wigo Wednesday. JP, what is a 
We're adding new music to the station. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, we're working on music, uh, getting music from the Talisman. Uh, we've got a full jazz block. We have a full local block. So I believe Grayson and I are going to hop in here today and go ahead and implement those in the clocks. So now we are going to have. Let me actually pull up that schedule on my phone. I don't I, have. It I have. I have jazz at twelve to one a.m. and local at twelve to one p.m. Is that yes, going to? Is that, that going to hold? True. I am so excited for this jazz music because I got my radio uh, from home. Like I've got this cooler radio, and the, it's got like really bad quality, but there's something nice about the crackle of it. Yeah, the lo-fi. Oh, it's all the rage. I can't wait because I normally last year, whenever I would do my show, I would get home and then I would just turn my radio on and listen to Weagle for a little while while I'm making dinner, doing homework, playing a video game, whatever. But now I get to listen to Cheetah Print on that thing mm -hmm. after I'm done with my show. And then I'll probably just leave it on. I'll probably turn it on around 11 or so and throw it on for some jazz music. So that's I'm pretty excited about that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, big changes coming to WEGL. And for the better, I might add. Of course, it is a Weagle Wednesday. We got that killer lineup of afternoon shows starting with one more hour at 5 p.m. That's Aaron's show. One more hour of her favorite songs, Happy Days with Jay. That comes on at 6 p.m., that is some happy songs to get you up and moving on a Wednesday, perfect for a heyday like today. Of course, 7 p.m., the Woodstock Hour, Auburn's longest classic rock show. Turn back the clock with some real deal classic rock with DJ P. And then Cheetah Print with DJ CD, get you up and moving the funk alicious show on WEGL. You don't want to miss that one. That one is a ton of fun to make, listen to, and dance to. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. That's one of my favorite shows now. I love hearing Chris get into character. And, you know, you can't sleep on Smack Water Jack, too. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's a pretty funny guy. I think I know that guy, actually. I'm, he's I, pretty elusive is what I've hear, heard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to catch a glimpse of him. All right, uh, we're going to uh, <laughs> no comment. Move. Come on now. Uh, we are going to move right along. We're going to hit a quick break. It is uh, about the bottom of the hour, about 9.30. When we come back, we got some NBA news to discuss, including the mysterious Kyrie Irving continues to make headlines. So plenty of, to get to here on a WEGL Wednesday. It's a heyday, of course, as we've said. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show. I've got GJP and I've got Davis Carroll hanging out with me on this wonderful Wednesday morning. It's a beautiful day outside, so go ahead, take a walk around campus if you haven't already, grab a name tag and say hello to your fellow Auburn family members. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show. Thank you so much for listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside uh, DJP. And, of course, we've got Davis Carroll. Hey, you free tonight? Of course, yes. <laughs> it is a heyday. And are you free tonight? Because plenty of great shows coming up on WEGL, including the Woodstock Hour. What's coming up on Woodstock Hour tonight, DJP? We have the kind of, okay, I started off with the 90s theme, and then I realized that I have to broaden my horizons from that. So it's a mix of alt-rock, grunge music, 
90s. It's just all the stuff that I believe will be classic rock within the next 10 to 20 years. That's an interesting concept. I dig that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, there's not really dad rock in here, but I started thinking about this theme whenever I was listening to Green Day. And I was thinking, you know, Green Day is kind of, it's dad rock now. So how long is it going to be until it's classic rock? Mm. So I'm only playing one Green Day song, but I'm starting it off with Nirvana. Then we got Green Day. I think I got some Pearl Jam in there. But like I also threw in a Guns N' Roses song. It's Don't Cry from Use Your Illusion 1 because it was released in the 90s. So it fit the bill for this uh, for this theme. I've got that. My song of the week is actually You Only Get What You Give, which I think is just a great song. I love the title. Everything about it because, you know, you get or what you put in, you get out. And that's kind of like the theme of the song. And I just it's one of my favorites. I found it back in March. So it would have been spring my uh, freshman year, actually, March 2019. I wish I remember where I heard that song for the first time. But I just remember listening to it a lot that semester. So that's kind of why it's my song of the week. Album of the week is the Smashing Pumpkins 1993 album. Siamese Dream, CME's Dream. I'm not entirely sure how they pronounce it, but they are known for taking a title or a word and kind of changing the letters and maybe the pronunciation. So that's why I'm kind of mm-hmm. thrown for a loop as to how to pronounce the name of that album. I'm only playing one song from it, and it's going to be Mayonnaise. That's going to be my closing track. Jeff Deary actually played that song live on WEGL, sitting right over there for the Weagle 50. And when I first heard him do that, I didn't really know what I was hearing. But once I heard the actual song, I heard it for the first time this semester on the Why So Serious show, which is Tuesdays from 5 to 7. I heard it, and I was, you know... I was thinking this kind of really just changed the course of my music taste for a second because I uh, I'll, I'll just keep I'll keep spinning yarn for y'all but I had ahead. this you, one take yeah. about uh, your Spotify like songs or if you have Apple Music I'm sure they have a like songs thing I haven't used Apple Music in a while but I believe that your liked songs playlist is like a continuum of your ever changing music yes. taste great take. I, I like talking about that because everyone's music taste really kind of evolves. Well, not everyone. Mine, course, mine might be kind of embarrassing. Let me check. If you, yeah, you can go to the the, the very beginning. You can like watch how you've changed. Mm-hmm. I, I do that sometimes. Just go to the back to the very top or the very bottom. I see how it changed over the past few years. How many songs do y'all have in your like songs? How many? Three hundred seventy-five. You, Jack? Uh, forty. <laughs> I have 53. I have the entire Thank You Next album somehow in my like song. So, what? I don't really use this feature. Hey man, I you guess. like what you like. What I, do you got, I don't need. I don't even know this album. It's just throw in. How did these get in here? I don't know. Well, like if you go to the bottom of mine, there's like some stuff like that. Like I've got pretty much most of Pink Floyd discography saved. Childish Gambino. I've got all of his music saved. But if you could throw an over under on what you think mine is, I'm curious. I'm going to say... Oh, the over-under, I'm going to put it 315. I'm going to go over on that. Way, way, way over. over. Like 944. I was going to say you're around 700. I didn't even know there were that many songs. <laughs> I mean, Spotify, I think, has a catalog of over 40 million. I think they have either the largest or the second largest next to Tidal, okay. surprisingly really? enough. Yeah, Tidal has a massive library. I, Grayson I, is a Tidal user. Yeah, Grayson actually put me on Tidal. I was on there for maybe about two months or so and i realized i just kind of like spotify more i think spotify is just the best one out of all of them 
title has its ups and downs, but you know, they do have the hi-fi quality. They've got like the master quality audio, which some people, if your ears aren't, you know, exactly tuned into that, then it, you might see it as a scam. But if you have like some really nice headphones, you've got the master quality downloaded, you can hear every bit of the recordings in those songs. So that's what I like title for. But you know, I don't really have the $20 a month to pay for stuff like that. So I'm just going to stick to my Spotify students. Spotify is awesome. I think Spotify is a great podcast player. It, it, uh, a lot of podcasts, you go down deep in the catalog to listen to something old, and Spotify always remembers your place. That's something I hated about Apple uh, Podcasts is that you'd always have to scroll, 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 scroll all the way back down to what you were listening to, having to remember what you were listening to. Spotify, it's, it's so user-friendly, and you can reverse which order they play in. Um, now, JP, you may not know this about me, but I'm, I'm a bit of a disciple of, of 90s grunge rock. So I'm, I did not know that at all. I'm very intrigued. One of my first Spotify playlists from back in 2017 is called 90s Rock Redux. I'll send it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I saw I saw Smashing Pumpkins. What song is that today? Uh, that's Cherub Rock. Oh, dude, great song. That's the um that's the, the opening track. On opener that on on uh on CMEs. So phenomenal. Yeah, I'm texting it to you right now. But uh, yeah, that was like the first when I was like first had agency in my music life. You know, you kind of listen to whatever's in the on the radio in your parents' car when you mm-hmm. grow up. You don't really get to choose what you listen to. But uh, the first time I had agency, as in you know, had a Spotify account. It was 90s rock that I latched on to. And I think, I don't know. I don't have any, I'm not going anywhere with this, but I'm excited to listen to Woodstock Hour tonight is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, man. I, just, this is my kind of music. I'm really looking forward to it. I can actually go ahead and read off that set list. I know I've got it sitting in my phone somewhere. Okay. Let's see. We've got In Bloom by Nirvana, which surprisingly is not on WEGL already. I put that one in here today. We had the Sturgill Simpson uh, one in there, mm-hmm. but... We also have The Man Who Sold the World, the Nirvana cover, When I Come Around by Green Day. And then we have a song by the guitarist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's called Wayne by John Frusciante. I'm going to tell you all a little story about it on tonight's show. I'm going to uh, save it for right now. Get your knitting needles, yeah. ladies and gents. It Wayne is seriously like, it's, it's a very emotional song. It's got no lyrics, but if you read the story into it that I'm going to tell you all later on tonight... It really brings out the bread and butter of the song, so I'm looking forward to hearing that on the radio for the first time. Then after we play for Shanti, we're going to play some actual Chili Peppers with By The Way. After that, we're going to take a trip over to England, visiting Oasis with Don't Look Back in Anger. I, you might have showed me that. I've been trying to figure out where I heard that one for the first time. Hmm. I, don't, I, I've, I know of that song, and I've been listening to it for a while, but I don't recall showing it to you. It's it's a great song. Uh, we'll also have My Hero by the Foo Fighters, the live version. We're going to have Don't Cry by Guns N' Roses. And then the ultimate track, or would it be ultimate if it's the last one? Yeah, ultimate. Okay. And ultimate would be the second to last. Yeah. So the ultimate track, Mayonnaise, Smashing Pumpkins. I think it's going to be a pretty good set list. I'm not going to be doing a pregame show because I believe, yeah, Jalen's doing her show tonight. Mm-hmm. No Woodstock After Dark due to Cheetah Prince. Who knows, I might throw something on the mix at like 10 o'clock or so. We'll see. But if you want to go check out more of like my 90s music taste, early 2000s, alt, grunge, whatever, I have a playlist on Spotify. It's called Strange Times. If you ever want to talk about why it's called that, you can call in. You can call me. We can talk about it. But it's got a picture of the Cloudgate in Chicago with the DJP logo. 
starts off with You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. It's one of my favorite songs. So I hope you guys want to check that playlist out. It's like four hours long, and it's got my favorite 90s music on there. So, yeah. How about that? All right. uh, We're going to discuss what we've been listening to recently, as I've got two of my most musically inclined friends on the show today. So I'd love to hear what's new in your rotation uh, for the past uh, since the, since the weather's been changing, what how have the vibes been changing for your music taste? Davis, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. So uh, recently, one of the smaller things I've been listening to on my way to class or class, I guess, on the way to Compact Discourse that morning, I've been listening to classical music for some reason. I don't know. I was just wa- it was started like two days ago, but it felt good. I just felt like hearing "Amore Mio Ayutami," which is a song from a movie, which is really good. It means "Help Me, My Love." It's Italian. It's very good awesome song and i just started playing some others it was very zen got got me in a good headspace for the show uh on monday also i've been listening to still a lot of pierre born still been listening to him a lot uh been listening recently to a lot of uh outcast i think jack you said that might be a sneak peek for years well i've been listening to international players anthem a lot which is an uh, outstanding is ugk uh featuring outcast which is just a phenomenal song overall though been getting back into big crit, but mo- the biggest the biggest happening recently for me, I have a there's like a cycle for me. I've been getting back into Spanish music again. I had a while where I, I listened to it sparingly, but bet now it's coming all back. I, yesterday in the bullpen, I was playing some Vicente Fernandez, some Los Tigres del Norte, Tigres del Norte, uh, some Gypsy Kings, which is my favorite band. It's a flamenco band from Spain. Phenomenal, makes you want to dance, but also has some songs that make you want to sit there and think. It's awesome. Check them out. Really if makes you, you think. if you feel so inclined, that is. For me, What's um, hot, DJP. My two artists, and these two are kind of on the opposite sides of the spectrum. But Krungbin, ooh, they are based out of Texas. They have influences from all around the world. They don't do a lot of singing. It's mostly just instrumental. But they are absolutely locked in. Phenomenal bass lines. Even better guitar. And their drummer has never missed a beat in his entire life. Okay, that's that's a lie, but I'm I just really love Krung Ben. Uh their 2015 album, I believe it's called The Universe Smiles on You. That is just a great album. And then the other artist that I've been listening to, Bill Withers. Mm. He passed away what March 2020? Mm-hmm. Bill Withers has become one of my absolute favorites. His music is really emotional. I I absolutely love his music. And then an album that I was listening to last night, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 1. Mm, the first was, one. Oh, dude. that I forgot how great that album is. And this kind of loops back into the whole serotonin, like, mental health thing. Because that's one of those albums that he really just opens up about his mental health. And, like, good dreams, bad dreams. You really get to see into what's happening in the life of Kid Cudi with that album. So... How about that? All right. Um, what I've been listening to. All right. This one got implanted in my head during the Penn State game. I just haven't been able to shake it. But uh, Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. Really fun. It's not quite hard rock, but it's getting there. So I really enjoy that song. I turn it up all the way in my car to get excited for stump- something. It's a very fun song. That whole album is great. Um I've been listening to it with Chris, who's a big metal fan, so it's a good halfway point for us there. Uh, I've been listening to P- Piano Concerto Number no. One in B flat yeah. uh, by nice. Tchaikovsky. That's been a good um, 
it get, it gets me going. It's a good productive music. It's 20 minutes long, so it's a good 20 minutes is like time to get something done. So you just you you can use it to time yourself. Uh, you know, get ready for bed in 20 minutes. Get up in 20 minutes. You know, put on some Tchaikovsky. Enjoy the day. Um, of course, Brooks and Dunn, as always. That's uh that's my walking around music sometimes. Uh, of course, Brooks and Dunn, and uh, I listened to Huey Lewis in the news this morning. I was feeling I was feeling something upbeat. Hip to be square. Hip to be square. Power to love. Uh, back in time. He, I was on. I was on a. I needed Huey this morning. Let's and see so, Jack's music taste. That, that was me. <laughs> yeah. The subtle off white coloring. The, the raised letters. Hey Paul. All right, uh, we're going to have to hit a quick break, but uh, I want to thank DJP and Davis for hanging out with me in the studio today. We're talking music. If you have some music takes you want to share, you can go ahead and call in 334-844-9345. If you got a request of something you want JP to play later on today, he can take that as well. 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. Do not go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more compact discourse. We're hanging out here on a WEGL Wednesday. Plenty of great shows coming up later on. Keep that dial right here on Compact Discourse and WEGL. we got 15 more minutes on the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Gentlemen, this is FM Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Still got a little bit of time left before they kick us out of here today, so let's have some fun. I'm Jack Hard, joined alongside CJP and Davis Carroll. Thank you for joining us this fine Wednesday morning on this payday here on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a sunny 69 degrees outside, welcoming you into the show. Thank you for spending your Wednesday morning with us here on WEGL. Plenty of great content coming up on the Superstation today, the Big 91, as we like to call it. That's 91.1 FM. Keep it right here all day long. As soon as we get out of here, we've got two hours of rock music coming up, including requests from the one and only DJP. we got uh, some awesome music coming up later on in the day, starting off with uh, one more hour at 5 p.m. with Aaron. Happy Days with Jay at 6, Woodstock Hour at 7 p.m., 90s Grunge Rock Special, and Cheetah Print coming on at 8 p.m. So just keep that dial right here all day long. You won't regret it. JP? Make sure to leave that dial right where you left it. <laughs> I, I, I just enjoy saying mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But if you do have any requests, feel free to call in at 334-844-9345. I'll go ahead and throw in one of my words of the day, words of the week. It is sublime, and we are not talking about the 90s band. Mm, we're talking about the transition from a gas, <laughs> from a solid to a gas. That's sublimation. No, that's that's not actually the definition. Okay, go ahead. Need. Well, sublime, like I found this word over the summer because there was a, I think it was an enlightenment writer or a philosopher. Yeah. Uh, you getting it. I'm not sure which one it was. No, no, it's the enlightenment. You got it. He, uh, he was talking about like writing or art that is sublime mm-hmm. and sublime defined by Oxford languages, is an adjective for of such excellence, grandeur, grandeur? Grandeur. Grandeur. 
or beauty as to inspire great admiration or awe. Feeling sublime. Are you feeling sublime today? I mean, not exactly. Can you, can you feel sublime? No, no, no. You are sublime is is a characteristic of which you are awestruck. So you, I mean, this is a this is a tenet, a core tenet of Enlightenment writing. You got uh, the great Enlightenment thinkers, including Lord Byron, who mm-hmm. uh, the great English poet. If you want to read um, Child Harold's Pilgrimage, did he uh, die young? He is dead. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Hope. <laughs> Um, let me look, Lord Byron. Uh, Child Harold's Pilgrimage, if you want to read Canto Three of that one, it is a, a great piece of Enlightenment writing. It has a really great exploitation of the use of sublime. It is being just so overcome and awestruck with nature that you are enraptured by it. Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is another great piece of Enlightenment writing that has the concept of the sublime just baked into it and every... It's very tied closely into nature, so it's just, you know, being awestruck by nature. You probably felt it uh, the first time I, the most memorable time I felt it is, you know, the first time you look over the bowl of the Grand Canyon. Like, See, that's something I can't wait to do. You cannot comprehend how big it is. Yeah. And you are just struck by the power of nature. So, mm-hmm. and that was like big in the, in the zeitgeist back in, uh, back in the Enlightenment period. So that, that's, that's, that's a great word. Um, I think... Let me think. Uh, Poe is another. Edgar Allan Poe is a good American writer. If you want, he he kind of puts a twist on it in in the, the negative connotation, which sublime. It's yeah, it's awe inspiring, but it's also you know nature's powerful and it can kill you. So that's 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 the direction Poe goes. You know, into the maelstrom is a great piece of Poe writing. If you want to uh, explore deep into the sublime. And there's another piece that actually comes all the way back from the Greek and Roman era. It's called On the Sublime. It is said that they don't know who the author is, but what I'm looking at right now says Ca- Cassius Longinus. But like, can you think of other moments like Jack was saying where you just felt awestruck by something? Because whenever I was in St. Peter's and seeing some of the other churches over in Rome, I was definitely awestruck by the sheer size and beauty of and just the detail of some of the things in those buildings. Other moments, places, things like that that you can think of, Davis? When I went to Germany back in like my sophomore of high school uh, summer, we went to the border of Austria and Germany, like into the mountains, and we ate beside a beautiful lake. And I went to the, I went to the, went to the edge of the lake, and I looked up, and there was just snow-capped mountains. It was one of the most beautiful things. I, I took a picture of it. I think it got deleted from my phone somehow, but it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I would say it was quite sublime. How about like a subliminal song, like mm. something? It, I, I guess it's subliminal kind of from sublime. The, huh? Does subliminal come from sublime? Yeah, I'll look. I'll look into it. They're all kind of similar. <laughs> as the, as but the, like subliminal, a subliminal message is something that's like planted into your head. As the etymology really... police here, I will. Uh, I will look into it. Uh, no, it comes from English sub Latin lemon, meaning uh, below. So. Yeah, so it's I like a wrong. hidden message. Yeah, hidden message. Different, different word. All right, it, it, um, it's understandable. But that like, you could like a song that gives you like goosebumps the first time you heard it. Yeah, either that or really something that can give you a goosebump anytime you hear it. Like, I got one. The from the movie uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, the main theme, Agape. I remember I was driving home one time and it started playing like full volume. I was just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I will say, if I'm listening to on a really good sound system, if I hear "Wish You Were Here." Yeah, that gets to me. Great, great example. I'm actually going to throw in another Pink Floyd song. Hit it. Pulls Apart. 
That's one I played it last. Uh, actually, I didn't do my show last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before that, I played it. Pulls Apart is one from the 1994 record, The Division Bell, and it's one that not a lot of people have heard of, but it's just a guitar solo really gets me every time. But another one that I'll mention from a movie that I know that this one really can do it to everyone. It's pretty relatable, but Time, Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. like in the end of Inception, mm-hmm. that one will really makes you think. No, no Time for Caution. <laughs> no Time for Caution. That was also That's very another good great one. one. Yeah, Hans Zimmer is a master of doing stuff like that. All right, Lord Byron died when he was 36 after contracting a fever during the War of Greek Independence. People back then were so weak, couldn't couldn't handle a fever. They didn't have. Medicine. I've got the consumption. Take a Tylenol, Lord Byron. Fever. Uh, his daughter, just hot. Ada Lovelace, went on to be one of the mothers of computer science. So interesting. He lived. He lived a pretty good legacy. Um, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, Lord Byron also was hanging out around the, the, the Alps area. You were talking about Davis. That was inspired a lot of his, uh, sublim or sublime writing. Sublime's already. I understand. It was. Sublime's already an adjective. So. It was awe-inspiring. Awestruck. I was awestruck. There you go. Uh, you got any other words for us, JP? Uh, let me go take a look at my notes. Hold on. Let me scroll all the way down. Uh, we already talked about serotonin. The other two words, I, I didn't really have time to define them. I heard them on a podcast. When Let's I see if we can guess them. To Auburn, but neurotic. Yeah. N-E-U-R-O-T-I-C. I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I heard it in a podcast and I was like, I kind of like that word. I like how it means the, like the I'll always. A, I think it has a negative connotation. Yeah, if someone's neurotic, they're like jumpy. They're kind of they're kind of crazy off the wall. Is what I understand it as. It's related to neurosis, yeah. which is defined as a relatively mild mental illness that is not caused by organic disease, but involves symptoms of stress, depression, anxiety, and hypochondria. But is not a radical loss with reality. So it's you know, being on edge and being neurotic is acting a little on edge. Okay, uh, another one: anthropology. And not the not the store, but like the actual oh, like, like the study with a Y, not with yeah, a GIE. No, no, with the Jack y. and I took anthropology last year. We did. It's I a think study I think, of human development, human culture, kind is one way to think of it. That's kind of what we do here on Compact Discourse. Is we kind of get to the root of things. We're we're amateur anthropologists. At least me and Grayson are. We try yeah. to we try to figure things out. It goes well with uh, epistemology, which is one of my words. That like a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. the last one <laughs> my last word is incel because <laughs> i heard that word and i was like okay where does this come from and what it comes from is it's like a shorthand version of someone who is involuntarily celibate meaning they can't get a date like at all i, I don't really want to get more into that but i i just I like made a joke about how since I like watching shows like Rick and Morty, how at one point I would like quote it enough that I was a quote unquote Rick and Morty incel or like people that are Joe Rogan incels that like <laughs> you, you pick it up what I'm putting down. I guess I don't think you understand the full scope of incels. Maybe. I don't think yeah, I do. I think part, they're a part little of, more crazy than that. Part of this is just you know getting educated. Uh, if if you encounter that word. You'll, you'll know how to handle it from now on, thanks to JP. <laughs> so uh, I think that's just going to just about do it. Uh, we didn't get to talk about Kyrie Irving, but uh, we'll probably punt that to tomorrow when we talk sports for most of the day. We'll probably have Alex Davis and maybe even Jacob Hillman joining us on the show to talk sports tomorrow. 
JP, what, what, what are your plans for today? Are you DJing? You heading to Heyday? What's up? Uh, I'm going to play some music from 10 to 12. I might not be in the studio the whole time because I want to go get my name tag. I want to go say hello to some passerby on the concourse. I would just love to say what's up to someone. Like if I see someone looking down at their phone or they're just looking like they're having a slow morning, I want to say, hey, what's up? I hope you have a great day. And like Jack always says, go 1-0. What's yeah. up, Auburn? What's up, Auburn? <laughs> You're yep. listening to the Davis, what's on tap for you today? Got my class at 11. I'm probably going to head over to Heyday after this, before my class, and then probably head back over there after my class. But other than that, nothing much. Good deal. All right. Once again, thank you for listening to Compact Discourse. Thank you to DJP and Davis for joining me in the studio today. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Whether you're listening on your terrestrial radio antenna, by listening, or on the internet, wegolfm.com. Thank you for doing so. We'd like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break free wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU for links to that podcast, information about the show, and important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show. Join the conversation. We are, of course, Auburn's only student-run morning show. You can follow the station at WEGL on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the same handle, WEGL underscore AU. That's WEGL underscore AU. we got a super hardworking team of marketing professionals working super hard to provide you high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, DJP, Davis Carroll, this has been Compact Discourse. We'll be back for the finale tomorrow, 8 a.m. Don't go anywhere. This is Jack Hart signing off. And as always, War Eagle, go 1-0. Have a great heyday, Auburn. We'll see you tomorrow. I feel completely recharged.